Hello everyone, I hope you are keeping well. Welcome to another episode of the Middle Age Gaming Podcast, the number one show where we talk about games, gaming philosophy, predictions, and pretty much everything under the sun. Your hosts are Adam, Korean, Antoine, and Phil. Pretty much wherever it can be there for the show, because as you know, Middle Age gamers are busy. We have family, commitments, work, and so many other things. Enough said, let's get on with the show. Good morning and evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite middle-aged gaming show. Today, we are back with our co-hosts, Antoine, Adam, and myself. We are going to be talking about your upcoming, maybe entirely anticipated game. I know it's on Sniper Elite 5. And as usual, we're going to be talking about the games we are playing recently, where we are at them, whether you should buy them or shouldn't buy them, or our expectations after 10 hours or 15 hours, or how we're feeling about that. So, and as usual, today we are going to start off with Antoine first. Antoine, what have you been playing? How you? Hello, everyone, and uh, good evening. Not uh, surprisingly, I'm still playing Tales of Arise. I laid off on Genshin Impact because, like, my son wanted to play with him, and he's not playing anymore already. Or, like young kids, they can't play a game more than twice. <laughs> So I went back to my hotel because super happy with it. I just finished the second region out of four or five things. So um, always again the games that I recommend. I'm still playing Death Stranding, and yeah, that's basically it. A little bit of Final Fantasy 14 and Apex, but mostly Death Stranding. So yeah. So where are you on Death Stranding, Adam? Uh, I hit a section where I plateaued because I'm trying to complete everything as I go. So basically what I'll do is I'll get my five stars from the area. So when you make deliveries, you get likes. And after a certain number of likes, you get a star and you can get up to five stars with each location. What I'll do is I'll play, I'll get five stars for all the locations I have. Then I'll play the next mission. That'll usually introduce you to maybe two or three new locations. And then I'll get five stars on all those locations. And then I'll move on to the next one. So the story progression is actually probably going a little bit slower than it should be because I think you're supposed to push on through and then come back later and naturally get these five stars. But no, I'm, I want my reviews now. I've been doing that. So, yeah. That was one of the complaints of things that this trending. The beginning is fast paced. The end is super fast paced. The middle is uh, you have to go through the middle. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. And I, I do enjoy the the deliveries and and that's one thing that's funny is I'll sit there and I'll play and I'll I'll plan it out I'll I'll be at say Fort Knot City or whatever and I'll say okay I'm going to at the other end of the map I have this place that only has two stars I want to give it five stars so I'm going to take all the orders for that place and then I'll see some places along the route that have packages to be delivered and I'm like okay I'll deliver those packages and so I'll pick up those packages and then I'll make my way around the map and as I drop them off I'm always like picking up new orders to see if there's anything in the direction that I'm going in and inevitably whenever I'll make it to wherever my destination is really quickly and then something always goes wrong and I just end up there for a really long time and I don't make my whole circuit back for a really long the last time what it was is I was like okay I'm just gonna do these quick things it's not gonna take too long and I just had so many things I had to take the truck I couldn't take the motorcycle and I took it up in the mountains and the truck does not get good traction. So I went up to the mountain and the truck started sliding back down the mountain sideways <laughs> and it fell into a ravine and got stuck into a ravine. So then I had to, but then I was like, I don't want to lose all this stuff. So I have to, 
find a way to get it out. So I couldn't get the truck out. So then I had to build a new truck and then move all the stuff from the old truck to the new truck. And then that took forever. And then I drove off to, and then finally I got all my deliveries done there and went to the next area. And then the truck got stuck on a rock. And I was like, oh crud, I need to do this again. And I had to build another truck and transfer everything over. And then I get to the, what do they call him? The junk, uh, the guy who turns junk into good stuff. I finally get to him and I know I have to go to his mother-in-law's house and it's far away and it's straight through BT territory. And I'm like, if I go through BT territory on the truck, I'm going to get caught. So I'm just going to put all my stuff on me and then I'm going to walk through it because that's the safer way to do it. So I did it. And then 10 feet from her house, it starts giving me this warning, like all this cargo was lost. And I realized that I had traveled just like 10 feet too far from my truck and the game was like oh your distance is too great from the cargo so the cargo counts as lost and i lost all the cargo that i was carrying and this Ouch. has happened to me like twice and so i'm like Arr! it's real frustrating but it's a lot of fun too because it's one of those things where like you have to have a lot of patience but uh if you're the kind of person with patience you just have to laugh it off and be like ah whatever this Can is life look? right this is this happens all the time you just pick it up and, and continue on and Pick up the next mission. But the annoying part was after the only part that really annoyed me was after that I had to what do you call it? I had to cancel the orders because now I lost all the stuff. I can't deliver it. And you can't cancel multiple orders at a time. So what I had to do is I had to open the pause menu, go to the orders menu, cancel the order. It takes me out of the pause menu. Go back into the pause menu. Go back. So I had to do this manually for 20 different <laughs> orders and it was insane. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving this game. This is fantastic. Funny. Have you reached the point? I, I don't remember when, but you can say, set up some kind of pylons where you can throw, you know? No, I haven't gotten zip lines yet. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten those yet. I've gotten the ramps. Those are a lot of fun. Where you can do the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to answer Antoine's question, was it last week or the week before? The difference between the director's cut, it, apparently there aren't too many missions that are different, but there are a lot of quality of life improvements. Uh, for example, I guess they there's a mountainous area that's a pain to, to go through. So they've added a highway that goes through the mountains now. So that makes it a lot easier. They've added all the... There was some downloadable content on the PC that was not available on consoles. That's on the console version of the director's cut now. They, they added some, you can rest while on your bike now. You don't have to get off your bike and then rest on the ground. You can just rest directly on your bike now. And then they have these little drone little dudes that walk around and hum and sing as they make deliveries. And in the original game, I guess you can see them going out, but you never see them in the world itself. But now they've added them to the world. So when you're driving around, you might see these little drone things like grooving along so yeah Anton what about you you didn't tell us where you are in Tales yeah I just finished the second zone which is the ice zone so that's it I just basically killed the second boss so I don't really want to spoil the story because it's quite a recent game still and and it's very interesting it's so the story if, if they want they can say hey it's a, it's, a, it's a story of rebellion it's uh, one party invading the other and completely dismantling every piece of culture they had for, for the past 300 years. So these people are generation upon generation of slaves. So it's very hard for them to rise. And so, of course, your hero does <laughs> rise and join a rebellion 
in the first area and of course i would succeed and kill the first boss or kind of lord of the area each zone has specific elements assigned to them first one is fire second one is ice i guess i'm gonna see something else after but they all have a way to repress the slave so this first one is very you know, like brutish, you just mine and die working, like overwork your slave. The second one is very insidious. They place spies and encourage people to turn upon each other. And as soon as you, I don't know, like give up your neighbor, the neighbor is sent to labor camp and you get a bit of money. That's how you live. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, they're evil. There's a story from what I understand is that there's a noble cast of, of the invaders needs some something equivalent to mana or they call it astral energy and they have this kind of contest every 10 years or five ten years i think and the one who basically has the longest <laughs> wins and gets uh, becomes a king and uh, the lady that you are playing with because it's a duo is your your guy used to be a slave and rise up the lady used to be a noble from the palace of the enemy and you don't know why, but she wants to kill all of the leader of the aristocrats. So you follow both of them and they can, only this guy can help her because she has some kind of curse where if you touch her, you're in much, you get kind of, say, electrocuted. So she has a curse, you can't touch her. And he, for some reason, is immune to pain. Of course, uh, very classic, he has amnesia. So you don't know where it comes from. When you find him, he has a full iron helmet on, on his face that he can't remove due to a blow from the first boss. Half of it is broken. That's why when you see the, the picture of him, he has half an iron helmet on him. Why? <laughs> no idea. So you don't really know where it comes from or anything. He, he lost his memory a year ago. So I'm sure that his story will be re revealed later. And yeah, basically that's it. So I just uh, helped the, uh, the rebels to win over the uh, ice region and kill the boss. And now we are on our merry way to, to the third region. How many more, re how many regions in, in the game or in the story? Uh, four or five. I think four. I think it was four. Yeah. Oh, so you're 20, 50% of the game done. Well, it's a, it's a tells off. So the liberating the f the fourth first region might be just uh, the first half of the game, and then I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue uh, whatever happened. Is this is the story is well really well narrated, and uh, as I mentioned last uh, last week, it's uh, extremely fond of cutscenes. You do two steps cutscene, something else cutscene all the time. So you are you can't leave the story. You can't get bored. There's a, a lot of little side dishes after it's uh, they repeat the same recipe for uh, all time uh, from all the opus of Tales of, which is a great combat system, which is why you play Tales of. So the combat system is great. It's hard really to explain if you never play the game because you have a certain set of, let's say, let's call it martial skills or magical skills. And the more you practice them, the more stars you get for them, like from zero to five stars, and you unlock your five-star basic move might be much stronger than an advanced skill with zero star on it. So the, the more you practice, the stronger you get. So this is based around this idea of improving each and every one of your martial skills. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, lots of little uh, way for you to get some skin you find some little owls and it's always like this in, in tales of you can get you can customize 
your characters with, I don't know, angel wings or uh, dog tails or cat tails or whatever, <laughs> stuff like this. They like skins because they sell skins as DLC. Yeah, I'm looking at the PlayStation Store right now and they have one, two, three, four, five, mm. six, seven different skin DLC. Oh, oh that's sorry, that's Tales of Zestiria, not Tales of Arise. Uh, they don't have anything for Tales uh, of Arise yet. No, yet. not yet. It's Yeah, exactly. No, look at Berseria and look at uh, Grace's F. I think Grace's F at 10 or 12. Yeah, Japanese really likes to have the... Cause the I remember there was a swimsuit DLC, oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, or made DLC, or re- all the Japanese classics. Got a lot of crossovers or, here uh, too. They have a uh, neon. Yeah. They make so much money. I don't know how much they make. How much money they make outside of Japan? But I know that Japan. <laughs> Give me my costume. Yeah, they always have the swimsuit, <laughs> the school uniforms, and the nurses. Those are the, always the th- and usually maids. Oh, and maids. Exactly. Those are like the, the big four. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like Korean's face. He's like, not for me. I had a, a, a few friends of mine who were listening to the podcast. And the one thing they were saying about our initial segment is from what we're saying, they don't understand where we are on the scale of enjoyment or excitement. So I'm going to ask you guys at the current stage of the game you are playing, 10 being, I'm 100% excited. I can't wait to play this game again. Zero being, I just, I'm going to stop playing. This game sucks. So, Antoine, for Tales of Arise, how do you feel about it? at the current stage of where you are. So I'm a teacher. I never give a 10 out of 10, never. Because for me, it's a big nine because I'm super excited about this game and I can't wait to play. So let's quickly finish this podcast so I can play. And uh, it's just because I'm always afraid of this story is so good until now. I really hope something is not going to happen and destroy the destroy my fun and destroy the stories it's not a game but i watched recently the moon Knight's uh, moon Knight show there's only six episodes until the fifth I'm super hyped and saw the six and the climax and I went, yeah okay all of this for this i'm like antoine i i don't like giving out tens because a 10 is like a perfect but i if i'm being honest i think right now i would probably have to say i'm on a on or a nine it's definitely the thing where i'm like oh man i just want to play this game all the time and every time i get a break if my wife takes a nap on the couch or something i immediately turn it on and do deliveries i don't think everybody's gonna enjoy that but for me it's definitely the kind of thing where i like i get grouchy if i'm not playing it (laughs) i don't remember in the stranding do you have the uh, made by hideo kojima every three minutes no, I don't think I've seen it made by Hideo Kojima yet. Maybe there was one in the intro section, but no, that, I haven't seen that really. Maybe. Yeah, there's not that many cutscenes anyway. Most of the cutscenes are, I mean, there are with Fragile every now and then, but most of them seem to just be, there's a person on the display and it's a VR simulation mm-hmm. of that person. I think that's intentional to make you feel more isolated. But yeah, that was a weird thing too, is now I don't feel like last time I was saying like, oh, you have that isolation. I haven't felt that way though, because... I, I see mules everywhere, and then I beat them up, and then I see uh, other porters all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. The world feels a lot more lived in than it, it, it did when I started out. So now it's starting to feel all a thanks more. to you. Yeah, all thanks to me. So it feels more connected. What about you, Korean? I just played Ox Must Die 3 yesterday, and I'm, we're quite close to the end. I forgot how short it is, but it's one of those games where it has this like really cool curve. There's 18 missions and all. I think anyway, and then you just as the, you start playing off the game with your friend or with a computer player, and you you do the first hour you play, you can do three missions, and then it slows down. And so if you only got to do one mission yesterday, but it was cool. It, it's very much like a a puzzle game where 
in a sense where, okay, we've got all these enemies. We have to figure out the optimal solution to kill everybody before they reach the core because it's like a tower defense kind of game. But it's fine. I'm enjoying it. There's, they've definitely stepped it up in terms of, oh, you have got so many components and I can imagine playing this again and then purchasing stuff you didn't purchase in the first time because you only have a limited amount of time and each stage has like a X amount of skulls, which is like your currency. And if you only get four, you, you, you lose maximum amount of money and you could have done this in X amount of time to be faster. So there's lots of weird play, but that's only play this once a week. So I'm also playing, oh my God, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Having lots of fun with that. I just realized the first part of the game that I played was probably the longest tutorial ever. It was about 15 hours of tutorial because I didn't realize it was the tutorial stage. But yeah, this is just the game telling me how the game works for 15 Whoa. hours. <laughs> I didn't realize it was the tutorial until like, oh, now I'm back to the main island and this is the actual game. Oh, <laughs> cool. But it's fun. It's, you don't feel like it's a tutorial. It's just only when you finish it, you're like, oh, I just defeated the boss of this island. And oh, this is explains all the mechanics in 15 hours. Cool. Got it. But it's still fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Only 15 hours. Yeah. Remember, you have to and mark yourself. Uh, and then moving forward will be, yeah, so we'll be, we'll talk about this towards the end. We'll be Sniper Elite, Dragon Quest Builders, I'm sure I'll be playing that. And then Oxmas Dive 3 will be the three games I play on a weekly basis. But that's it. And speaking of Sniper Elite 5, and I guess I'll say this now, is we've decided to choose three AAA or AA titles we're going to be playing this year. And Antoine has decided, Antoine is first up, we're going to be playing Sniper Elite 5. You can see it on the video screen, Twitch overlay, yes. Uh, Adam has conveniently set it up for us, being the master video editor he is. And that is the first game. So because Antoine and I play slower, I'm not sure. I know I play slower because I just play an hour and then I stop. So we'll all be finishing this at different times. I, I can imagine Adam will like blow through this. And well, it depends. If I'm still, if I'm playing this on its own, maybe. But if I'm juggling it with Death us. Stranding, I'll probably just... My, uh, yeah, it depends on how much I'm juggling between this and Death okay, Stranding. Okay. So we're going to be playing this for four months, roughly five months. And then not going to take me four uh, Adam, months. <laughs> and then Adam's game, Adam. Oh, is that is, is Forspoken your final choice? Yeah. Is there another option now? I, I, I don't know. Okay. So Adam's game is going to be Forspoken tentatively, unless he finds something else. Um, sorry, Adam. Uh, I'm just saying it's a ways out. It's not till October. So yeah. yeah so no, look, Forspoken is 2023 now, isn't it? Oh, was it delayed? Starfield is 2023. Oh, not false Ah, okay, sorry. I I spoken still, still, I think if a new studio released, is pushed their game back by another year, that would be pretty bad. Oh, no, sorry, you're right. False spoken was delayed from April to October. Yeah, already. Yes, yes. So I'm very sure Adam's game will come out in October. Yeah, And then I have not decided. I think I might go with the survival vampire game V Rising because I've seen lots of YouTube videos about it recently, but we'll see. I have not. Uh, heard anyway, of this game. I posted a video on our line chat. You guys can have a look. It's uh, interesting for me. But Adam, you should tell us about Sniper Elite Five and innovation in UIPs. Or is there any innovation in Sniper Elite Five? Are your uh, thoughts about it? I don't think there's going to be too much innovation. It's a five in the series. Now there's a bunch of different. So there's different ways you can do things. Obviously, if you do a game, say Dragon Quest or something, they're doing new characters and something like that. So you can innovate quite a bit. Same with like Tales of Arise. A lot of RPGs tend to innovate just because we come up with better mechanics and the gameplay loop as, as we go along. But in a game like Sniper Elite, the whole point is that 
you're a sniper. Uh, so in, in terms of innovation, I don't think the general gameplay is going to change too much, but I think what they can do is, especially with better processing power, is you can make some of these mechanics a little more complicated. So when I was looking into it, they're talking about how they're adding in uh, wind resistance or, or wind and things like that. And you're adding in gravity and you're adding all these different things that you have to take into consideration when you're making these shots. Now, usually in, in most games, you have one of two things. Either you, the bullets are just line of sight or they might have some slight drop off. Apex does that where you have to do the drop off on the, the weapon, have a bullet drop. But adding in things like wind is definitely going to add a certain another layer of complexity to these things and i think with the higher processing power you can do more math on a machine and you can do it faster so i think the innovation is just actually making it more realistic and trying to match the video the video game version with the realistic version i mean racing games i think have this same kind of thing where it used to just be you hit the button and you go and you just stay along the track now with stronger machines, we can add things like weight to the car when it comes to drifting. You can add how much grip your tires have. Uh, you can add weather conditions. Is it rainy? Is it dry? And so because of that, you can make it a much more realistic simulation of you know, driving on a real road. And I think this is the same thing where you can have a much more realistic simulation of the way bullets move or the way these sort of things. Because I know, what was it? If you start to get... If you start shooting at targets far enough away, you start to have to even consider like the rotation of the earth. Wasn't that in, it's in one of those movies where the guy's talking about it? But yeah, so you, you, that's a huge difference from a video game. So I think that's going to be mostly the innovation. And then obviously graphics are going to improve. One of the things that I saw about this too was that they used, they called it photographical uh, photosymmetry. Yeah, so they were taking basically pictures of areas and then using those pictures to to map out entire spaces so they were saying that the environments here are going to be a lot more realistic there's going to be a lot more interaction with them so you can have as opposed to in a lot of games you have buildings but and you have a door but you can't actually open the door so it's basically just no different than a, a square but there's gonna be a lot more interaction here they said there's going to be uh, a little bit more planning in the sense that there's more than one way to approach a target so you have to plan your entry and you plan your exit, but there's not one correct answer. So there's multiple ways in and out. So I'm looking forward to that. It reminds me of the old or even the modern Metal Gear Solid. I always like that where you have multiple approaches to a problem. There's not like this, the uh, even the, the newer ones are probably even better than the older ones in that sense, but you have multiple approaches. Do you want to approach from the north? Do you want to approach from the south? Do you want to exit the same way you came in or that sort of thing? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see too much innovation in general gameplay it's a first person shooter i don't think we've had too much innovation in first person shooters since doom i think the addition of looking up and looking down was the greatest innovation we've had in shooters in a, in a long time just having that verticality other than that you haven't had too much innovation maybe shouldering a weapon but I mean do you think the the innovation is limited by the fact of the price point of this being twenty dollars right like this is a double a game not a triple a game so they're they output content that is congruent with the price. There is innovation. There are plenty of them. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, to answer that question, I'll answer Koreans first, and then we'll let Antoine explain. So I, I think for this kind of game, it, it yeah, there can still be innovation just because this isn't going to be a big shooter like uh, Halo or something like that. You're, you're, it's a sniper elite. Your focus is on sniping. And because of that, they can 
really focus in on maybe certain aspects and they don't have to have this kind of broad range of things that you might need with say call of duty or something like that because you're focusing in on what you're doing i think you don't need to spend as much money to cover all your bases you can just cover the one base or maybe two or three so yeah i think you can still totally get that experience you're not what's his name black Bless Blaginski. You're not the guy from Wolfenstein. You're not running in there and just shooting up everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're not just running in there and shooting up everything. You're a sniper. You're supposed to stay out of the combat. And that, in a way, means that, yeah, you can skimp on certain things. Like, you don't have to have as intelligent of AI or something like that because your AI is not looking for you most of the time. Or if they are, you screwed up. You don't. That's not a focus point. Yeah. But to Antoine, what, what innovations have you noticed? Okay, so I'll just backtrack a little bit. Just uh, to remind the people who don't know Sniper Elite, this is a game by Rebellion Development, and they are coming. it's coming out on the 26th of May, which is in nine days. So now that it's done. So Sniper Elite, Adam already told you very much what it was. It's a giant open field with a super cool area where you can plan your mission 20 different ways. That's the core of Sniper Elite. And graphic-wise... I haven't seen much improvement compared to graph to Sniper Elite 4. So I think they keep the core of the game, which works already fantastically. And uh, the improvement they made, and I will need Crean's help on this one because I haven't played it in a while. So I, I hope these are improvements compared to the previous one. But there's two things. First of all, guns. You now can, which I don't think you could do in Sniper 4. And apparently, uh, they were comparing it, and I never played Battlefield. At least uh, in one of the Battlefield, I don't know which one, you had a very good mod weapon, uh, uh, weapon mod uh, modding mechanic. Here, apparently, it's extremely good. We'll wait to see that. Uh, so you have some RPG components in the fact that you get experience, and I remember in the previous one you could get experience as well. But in this one, you apparently have a skill tree. So, for instance, that you can convert your experience into a perk which makes you resurrect if you die. Once, only once, but you can resurrect if you die once. So, they, they made in there because the core of the gameplay, as you said, you're a sniper, stay out of the way, shoot, move, find a different place because you're still in World War II. So, when you shoot, you don't have a silencer. When you shoot, it's loud. When you shoot, they hear you. So shoot get out you can just stay in your tower and uh, uh, shoot everyone and uh, be safe no it doesn't work like this uh, in terms of story as usual it's world war ii here it's concentrated on the end of the war just prior to the normal uh, attack and you are as a bunch of spies which are behind enemy lines preparing the operation you're one of them so you are preparing everything and it's already quite it's in 1944 and the, the alliance is coming so you're preparing the ground for them and yes yeah, that's pretty much it and if you never played sniper elite imagine a hitman but as a world war ii game it's the same you have a very big area you have couples of targets you can choose to eliminate everyone because you're like me and you're a big psychopath <laughs> or you can just uh, play with your you have a little silencer gun you can do the whole mission like this i think they added i don't think it was in the four but for stealth like you can climb walls now you can climb the walls and so uh, splinter cell like <laughs> if people remember splinter cell it's getting old already 
Um, so no, you can be crazy, but you shouldn't because your guy, it's not a simulation. But if you take three bullets, you're dead. So you, you're not, uh, it's not Halo. You're not Master Chief and you don't have a titanium armor. No, you don't. You, you get someone who shoots at you with a Thompson and that's finished. Better be, better be stealthy and better be clever about your tactics. And again, you can do one map 17 times and never do the same. And that's what's really cool about this game. Yeah, I, I read about the. I was just gonna say I read about the weapon mods. Yeah, I did read about that. So that is definitely innovative. I didn't know that it had skill trees though. That is something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that on a preview just earlier because apparently, guys, like, share, do whatever you need. There's some uh, YouTubers, influencers who can actually access these games to do previews three weeks before the actual exit of the game. I really want to do that yeah. <laughs> on games like this. So please help us get a bit famous so we can do games. I would love to get the... You get sponsored to play games in advance. <laughs> Isn't that a dream? And we have to deal with all the legalities, NDAs, what you can show, what you can't show. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what he said. Yeah, Antoine said a lot of what I was... Oh, Antoine, what was your reaction to the trailer overall? Excitement. I just, I'm extremely hyped. I really want to play to play it. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, the trailer was good, but again, it, it's a basic trailer in the sense that you have seen this trailer on the battlefields. You have seen this trailer hundreds of times because it's World War II and how many games have done that. We didn't talk about the uh, the very Sniper Elite trademark, which is a slow If you play Big Gamer Hunter, if you never play Sniper Elite, when you one-shot someone, sometimes you have the little animation which will X-ray the guy to show you where the bullet is coming and how the guy is dying. So yeah, apart from a couple of very specific stuff like this, it's a trailer you have seen a bit everywhere. But it's Sniper Elite, so I would just be excited just seeing the name on it. And again, just to confirm, I have I never knew this license, this IP, until Crean plays Sniper Elite 4 on the channel. I never knew this. Since he played that, I'm like, yay, that's the best game ever. I'd heard of it, <laughs> but least, yeah, I'd never yeah. seen it until the same thing. At least the, be the best war game. I'm going to get killed over this, but I played Battlefield 1 and I was like, yeah. No, I, I don't like it very much. It's not for me. And I played Sniper Elite at the same time, actually. And I was hyped. And I heard they did, uh, it says there's multiplayer, but there's also co-op up to three people. So Up to three? Oh, cool. That's what it said. And I think they said that also this Elden Ring or Dark Soul features that someone can invade your world. They announced that as well. The Deathloop thing too, right? Deathloop. Yeah, uh, that would uh, that that would annoy me very much because you're still see you <laughs> in the grass, you're looking at your enemies, planning your tactic, and someone comes behind you. Hello, I'm from another the hell. So I hope you can disable this. Yeah, games have it. I mean, that's too trollish to allow it. Like force it on. It seems like in a sniping game, though, that would be a good kind of place to have it though right and the whole point is you're supposed to be sneaky and then somebody else sneaks up on you so it gives Absolutely, you that kind of yeah. that, that real sense of i really do need to be stealthy because this is my problem i love the idea of sniping i love the idea of stealth i'm not nearly as good as it as uh, good at it as i'd like to think i am so i almost inevitably end up sniping one maybe two dudes and then 
suddenly everyone's on me and I just have to go full auto on everything. And it, that happens to me in Ghost of Tsushima. That happens to me in pretty much everything. So yeah, I, I really like the idea. Okay, I'm, I see it now. I'm going to end up sniping like a dude. And then I'm going to be like, hi, I'm moving my, my new position. Going to accidentally bump into some Nazi. And now I'm going to have to whip <laughs> out the Thompson and, and just mow everybody down. And that's the way I'm going to have to deal with every situation. I want to see that stream it. It's going to happen. Yay! I'll just round up and mention some of the things you guys have said. So while there is online for, I think it is four people, but that four is uh, wave survival. So it's not like you can't play the uh... missions together. So uh, this game, just like Sniper Elite 4, is co-op. It's just only two people. There's no three or four, unfortunately, which is the sort of downside of this. And I think, I believe in an old interview I watched before, is they tested more than two people and the game just become became too OP. Three snipers sitting in a tower. They, there's probably not enough resources to balance this or it just didn't work out, which is why it is only two people. That's why if you guys are going to watch Adam and I stream or Adam and Antoine stream, it's just going to be that we can't play this together unless we wanted to do like a, okay, we finished the game, let's do a wave survival mode, something like that. The other thing I want to mention like I bought this a while ago to play, I think four or three or two. One of the sniper elites I had bought <laughs> to play with my friend here in Taiwan, hence. And then we found out that when you play co-op, there is no X-ray kill because oh, that, that kind of sucked because I want to experience it. But again, there's the other side of, okay, you're experiencing this kill cam of 15 to 20 seconds with the other person you're playing with. This can't see anything. And they're just waiting for you to finish watching your little kill cam. So that kind of sucks, but it just depends how much you enjoy this kind of game. I was really hoping Elite 5 would be like a modern day sniping with a Barrett or some other sort of modern gun, but hopefully they will end up going in that direction at some point in the future. Price-wise, rep, we already said $20 on Steam. There's a deluxe edition for a bit more expensive. Adam mentioned this game is full price on PlayStation 5. I yeah, think. the deluxe edition on Steam is cheaper than the base version on the PS5. Pick it up on PC if you can. Yes. I also want to mention that as of uh, January 2022, right, this sort of tells you uh, player count is still pretty good. In the last 30 days, Sniper Elite 4, average of 3,400 players. That's better than a lot of new games that are out. So which tells you, and, and this is also one of those games that it's made for producing content, like especially TikTok or YouTube shorts where people do crazy like three-person neck kills and the bullet goes through here and goes through there and kills three people at the same time. So this sort of game is made for that. And people find that sort of the X-ray kill cam has really improved a lot since then. And that is the shining moment of this game that a lot of people like it. As Anna mentioned, multiplayer, Antoine mentioned Gunsmith, which is like the Ubisoft thing. And then Battlefield has their own version of that. I forgot what is the terminology. So that is definitely different. Snap Elite 4 did not have the option to modify your guns in a, in a as complex way as you did in number five. And Adam mentioned about the mechanics and bullets and that sort of stuff gravity that's pretty much it's just i would say this is a franchise that is very famous for its iteration one to two to three to four to five and we we're talking about this before the show like it's it is at this price point you can't go wrong this is twenty dollars right you probably finish this in five to ten hours depending how you play and it's good that's two dollars an hour it's it's a good bang for your buck 
Yeah, but again, this is all about replayability. Like a Hitman, you can play for two years on Hitman with a, even though the five or six or seven missions without DLCs. It doesn't matter if it's 10, 10 hours to finish the game. You just want to replay it over and over. I think most middle-aged gamers, we don't replay games anymore. I wish I had the time to. I really want to yeah, play exactly. Automata again. Ah, re re replay a mission from time to time. Like you're very stressed. You just uh, do uh, one or two hours on a mission once every two or three months. I do that. Say, oh, Simon yeah, Hitman. Yeah. I do one mi one mission from time to time, like uh, every uh, two or three months, just because I like to see a bald guy killing people from behind. Like, an awfully specific thing to enjoy. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm crazy in the head. Huh? No, it's just like you had a stressing week. You're really annoyed. Everybody's asleep. <sighs> Let's turn on Hitman. And after you sleep like a baby, like, all my stress is gone. Say, I wouldn't replay a mission if I'm looking for like a shooting or action. I just install something new. So, so I, I, I don't know. Because I have, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people, it depends when you started playing games and stuff. And like, I've not stopped being a Steam user for the last 20 years, which is why I have a massive collection like most people, which is why I, and I never replay something. Because when I think about replaying, I'm like, okay, you actually have 426 games left to play that you've never played. Why would you do that? So it, oh, it, just, uh, it just depends on the kind of gamer you are. Exactly. That's what I wanted to mention. If you like to have 100% and platinum and stuff, there's also lots of little trinkets to collect in the Sniper Elite, like uh, usually letters and correspondence and stuff. Oh, I hope Antoine's friend who comes on next week is going to be more like me because having two Adams on the show is quite tiring, I got to say that. <laughs> but no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Other thing uh, I wanted to mention, this game, Sniper Elite 4, or I should say the company behind it, Rebellion Games, made $46 million last year. So that's nice. something. They did do a little bit of debt financing in January 2022 as well. Uh, so that could be something. So they made 46 million. It might have cost them more for other things. They, I guess HSBC paid them a whole bunch of, or loaned them a whole bunch of money for this year. So that's something to take into consideration about the company and about the franchise as well. But that's it. Another sort of a question to to, to give clarity to people for this. All right, we'll go Adam first because we know Antoine's answer. Adam, if we were not playing this game for the Middle Age Gaming Show, would you buy it? Maybe not just because my backlog's so big. As far as if I had nothing else to do, yeah, I would certainly give it a shot. But uh, it wouldn't be a priority. I would I was Okay. Antoine, do I need to answer that? All right, so there's I I have a few of these, but I would, after playing number four, I think number four is the one that I actually played the most. I I wouldn't have bought number five just because of the whole. I feel it, it gets repetitive, and I just that's why I never buy like World War Two games in general because it sucks. And I know, oh my god, I'm using I can't remember any good World War Two gun names like a like a oh an M11 M1911 Thompson. Oh, I could be using an M16 or an AK-47. Why am I using this stupid gun just because it's World War II? It just feels so inefficient. Maybe that's the inner accountant in me. I mean, it's um, World War II. Technology was a little bit limited compared to yeah, modern technology. Like, I feel like it's a waste of, of time. It's, it's a bunch of things. I just feel like... World War II was a waste of time. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It's just out of context. It's just really funny. This is how uh, people start Twitter threads. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Yeah, no. So, so it's just, I, I'm cool because it is like supremely affordable. But like after having experienced four and understanding my personality and the type of gamer I am now, at this age, turning 40 this year, 
I would not buy this uh, for my. So you guys, you've been listening to the podcast. You're the kind of gamer I am, so you understand Heretic. the three perspectives you have heard today. More housekeeping as well. So we will start to stream this. Adam and I will start to stream this on May 28th at 10 p.m. Adam and Antoine still need to set up a time to play together. That's the cool thing is we'll be joining Adam's game. Adam can keep playing like twice a week, but just different people will be aiding him killing people. That's something for you guys to keep out keep an eye out for um, so yes double streaming again and as you know, starfield has been delayed which is why we've done this starfield and a game called redfall which i what it was about is being released in 2023 or delayed to 2023 so this is what we'll be doing we'll be doing podcasts and other sort of content moving towards for spoken moving towards whatever the game i is i'm going to be choosing and maybe reflecting on sniper elite every two weeks or so as we're playing it different perspectives different ideas different other thing as well is yep subscribe to our socials right don't forget to uh, check out the youtube channel as well and adam is now just putting one video a week but one very special video so that definitely is something to take into account next week we're going to be talking about a game which i am not familiar about i i know the game it's going to be called uh, my game or my I guess it's a triple-A game, is Metal Slug Tactics uh, for the Switch because I have only been playing uh, Switch games for the last six weeks since I got a projector. And I think I'll only be playing Switch games for the foreseeable future. So yeah, Metal Slug Tactics. And we will divide it up and see who wants to talk about it. I know Adam loves tactics games, like Tactics Ogre, which he talks about very often. And I know Metal Slug from always... I had a Nintendo when I was like six years old and I got to play it like a few times and I never played Metal Slug, but I know there's the Metal Slug game on Android where there's lions and you're sending soldiers this way. I forgot what that genre of game is called. But yeah, Metal Slug Tactics for next week. So if you're interested in it, if you're uh, wondering what is this game going to be about, what is it going to look like, what platforms is it coming out, what do the three versions of Antoine, Adam, and Crane think about this game, come join us next week. Tell your friends, say, hey, Tune into the Middle Age Gaming Podcast on 9 a.m. in the morning, Taiwanese time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday evening. Yes. Okay. And I've talked a lot. That is it. Guys, any final thoughts for the week ahead? Games yes, you're, you're looking forward to? Games you want to play? No, I just want to mention that Phil is back among us and playing Final Fantasy XIV. So, yay, Phil is back. Woohoo! Is he streaming Final Fantasy XIV? No, he's not. No, but no, but he's back. He was in burnt-out retreat recently, and uh, he recovered from it. So that's a very good news. Yeah, he, Maybe we'll get some videos soon. I don't know. Yeah, he burned out, I think, after doing all the yeah, Lord of the Rings stuff because he was playing like eight hours a day or whatever. Yeah, his wife took over the five, so he couldn't play Final Fantasy XIV, so he, he bought it on uh, PC, and now he's playing it on his laptop, I think. so. Very cool. Very cool indeed. All right, so that is it. And then don't forget to tune in next week for Metal Slug Tactics, and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. That's all we have time for, folks. Please don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share on social media. We are trying to build the best possible community out there. We want to create a home for people just like you. You can find Middle Age Gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Gmail, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in to Adam and Phil's stream to have a chat with them. See you later.